Welcome to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts today, Aaron Snyder. And I'm Angie Fryermuth. Today we are talking to Sharon Sarder about the Core Planning Assistance to States program. Sharon, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Glad, happy to be here. So Sharon, before we start talking about planning assistance to states, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with the Corps? Sure. Uh, I have been with the Corps since 2006, so a little over 16 years, and I started my core career in Baltimore District Planning Division as an ecologist. When I first started, I did a lot of work on environmental support for military installations, uh, and then I started to work on planning assistance estates and floodplain management services. So when Baltimore District created a technical assistance branch, I was very excited to be named the first branch chief of that branch, and I, I was able to oversee planning assistance estates, floodplain management services, silver jackets, and support to FEMA. Uh, when I saw an opportunity arise at Corps headquarters back in 2019, I joined that team and was very happy to be able to become the planning assistance estate program manager where now I can apply uh, all the things that I learned in the district and working in the field with partners and all that to managing the program at a national level. Well, we are glad to have you on the headquarters team and working the planning assistance to state program. So, Sharon, for those listeners that may not know what the Planning Assistance to State program is, can you talk a little bit about the program? Planning Assistance to States is one of the core technical assistance programs. Uh, folks may hear that term. Uh, technical assistance, for example, covers Planning Assistance to States, floodplain management services, and some of our smaller programs where we can provide uh, technical expertise to states, communities, and uh, other partners. So, Planning Assistance to States was first authorized in 1974, Section 22 of WERDA 74. Sometimes you'll hear it called Section 22. And for today, I, I may have already done it, but I'll refer to Planning Assistance to States as PAS for short. The purpose is to make our core expertise available to communities and states as it pertains to their planning needs for water and related resources. Under planning assistance to states, there's two categories of assistance that we can provide. One being comprehensive planning assistance. That's where you can think of it as watershed planning, watershed management plans, thinking of managing on a watershed scale or ecosystem scale. And the technical assistance is our exactly that more technical work where we may be doing modeling, the H&H, hydraulic and hydrologic modeling work, even stormwater management work, uh, assessments of water resources and what have you. So those are our two categories of work and we can partner with states, groups of states, non-federal interests, tribes, territories, and also not-for-profits. Not-for-profits do need to demonstrate that that local government supports the nonprofit being a representative for them under a partnership with the Corps for this program. And for each project, there is an agreement that is to be signed. 
Uh, we have examples of those on our PPA uh, website. And there is a cost share requirement. So 50% of the project costs are federal and 50% are non-federal. Under the program, we can do a wide variety of things, uh, some of which I mentioned before. Uh, and anything that the core has expertise in is something that we could do a PAS project for. And more, most recently, in WERDA of 2020, Congress reminded us that we should provide equal priority for all of the mission areas in the Corps of Engineers to include water supply and water conservation. We can also provide uh, assistance as it relates to drought resiliency, water resiliency. So it's, the program is, is wide open and uh, it's, a great, it's a great tool to provide assistance to communities on a, on a quick uh, and small scale. The projects are planning level only. They do not result in site-specific designs or construction. So that is where we can quickly meet with our community, help them through that planning phase, and we get some, some action items, some recommendations that then they can move forward with to implement. And we do encourage the communities to be involved with the project so that they understand our recommendations so that they can implement and whether that may be seeking a grant from another agency or uh, working for improving their management plans with their state and other resource agencies. Thanks, Sharon. That was a great overview of the program. Couple questions. One is, is there a project limit or a cost limit? I know you said it's 50-50 cost share, but I was wondering, was there a maximum amount for these projects? And then also, where can people get more information? Uh, great. There isn't necessarily a cost limit. Like I said, these are our projects that we want to get in there uh, and be able to quickly help our partners. So they're not, we're not looking at projects that are at the size of millions of dollars. They could be maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars. We have seen also that a, we might start with a project and encounter something else that we might need to look at. So we might have a, another project that tears off of that one or another phase of that project. There is a limit per state where the federal amount expended in a given state or with a given tribe cannot exceed $5 million annually. We have not come up to that amount, so the program is still wide open for each state at this current time. To get more information about the Planning Assistance of States program, I do encourage people to reach out to their district PAS program manager. You could also reach out to myself. We have a mission right now to make sure that each district has a PAS website, external facing, so that partners can potential partners can learn more about the program. We have for our internal team, we do have an MS Teams page where our PAS teams can network, share lessons learned. I can share updates about the program as well. So it's a great resource. So earlier you mentioned that the Planning Assistance to States program can offer uh, communities some planning assistance for drought, water supply, water conservation, um, and recently we've seen just some water challenges, right? Water events such as flood, drought, hurricanes. Can you really kind of give us an idea of what could be done through the planning assistance to state to make a community more water resilient? Certainly, since we can 
work on such a wide variety of water-related resource issues, we can assist uh, states and communities with all those things that you just mentioned. So a few examples uh, for water-resilient projects. Kansas City District is working with the Missouri Department of Natural Resources currently to provide them assistance in developing their state drought mitigation and response plan. Uh, we also have Omaha District working with the Flandreau-Santee Sioux Tribe to provide them with assistance related to drought resiliency, groundwater recharge, and ecological studies along Big Sioux River. We're finding that a lot of communities and tribes do not have the data that they need or the modeling that they need to make management decisions, so that's where the program can be a huge benefit. We also have a number of projects in the Navajo Nation related to water management, water supply, reliability, water rights, and water quality. So again, uh, working to get them the data that they need, modeling, and to be able to use that data to inform recommendations and decision-making for the tribe. We have a lot of examples of flood risk management type studies where we can do Serving and data collection in order to do that hydrologic and hydraulic modeling to inform developing some basic recommendations for flood risk management strategies. You can also look at stormwater flooding and interaction of riverine and stormwater flooding to help the community or the, or the state or county or what have you to make improvements to the, say maybe it's a stormwater system issue. So we can do a wide variety of things. There are a lot of different projects we have across the core, and I really enjoy seeing the diversity across the districts of projects that they have done and that they are currently scoping with new partners. That's great to hear all the opportunities and options there are for our non-federal sponsors out there to, to work with the core on this program. We've heard a lot recently about disadvantaged communities. I'm a little bit curious, like, how does this program uh, apply to disadvantaged communities or how can they best leverage this program? Certainly. So, one benefit for tribes and territories is there is a cost share waiver under PAS. So, the project costs up to the first 530000 are at full federal cost. Costs above that amount would be cost shared 50% federal, 50% non-federal. Uh, and the waiver amount will change, increase annually. This is very helpful to our tribal partners so that they can get the assistance that they need quickly. And we're also looking into ways to help ensure that they have accessibility to the program. As a cost-shared program, it can be difficult for economically disadvantaged communities to uh, be able to provide that 50% of the cost share. So the core is working to improve our outreach strategies uh, to work with states and counties and, and regional um, groups so that we can connect with them to see how we can work with them to provide assistance to disadvantaged communities within their jurisdiction as perhaps a project could include them in their study area or perhaps those groups can help the disadvantaged communities identify sources of funding. Something more recently that has been a great opportunity for communities is that we have been approved to use American Rescue Plan funds, also called state and local fiscal recovery funds. Those funds can be used to cost share under planning assistance to states. This is great news because typically 
in most cases, federal grant funding cannot be used uh, as a cost share contribution. So this really opens the door to those communities that have access to that funding. And as part of uh, the Justice 40 initiative, Planning Assistance State is a covered program. So the headquarters team, along with our district and division teams, will be looking at improving our outreach and identifying some opportunities to better assist those communities. So there's a lot more to come in that avenue. That's really exciting. It's great to have those opportunities, and it's great, great to hear that the Corps is actually working to try to solve some of those uh, funding problems on the matching side of things. So uh, good to hear. So, you know, talking about some of these projects in themselves, uh, what is the greatest challenges with actually executing some of these projects? So a challenge and an opportunity, as I see it, is, it, is to ensure that communities know about the Planning Assistance State Program and how we can provide assistance so again, like I've said before, doing that outreach to um, make people aware of the assistance we can provide is key. A lot of people think of the core and they think of our larger construction projects, our regulatory mission, and they, they just might know that we can provide some quick uh, assistance or comprehensive planning. And we're really investing in promoting that outreach. We've received funding from the bipartisan infrastructure law to do just that. So we're really putting our money into that outreach right now to make sure that we can provide assistance where needed or at least help communities know that we are here in case they do have an issue that they could come to us in the future. It is challenging, like we discussed before, for some communities to come up with that cost share requirement. So again, we're looking at can the state provide funding? Are those American Rescue Plan funding, is that funding available to the community and encouraging them to look at other sources of funding that they may have access to? So I think with any core projects, there's always some lessons learned because it seems like as projects are developed, there's new techniques that are learned. And so it's important to share those across the core. So as the program manager, can you share some lessons learned uh, with our audiences? Definitely, and I am repeating myself throughout the, this conversation about outreach being key. So getting out there to speak with community, states, regional groups, and educating people about, about our program and other programs that we have in the core is key to developing relationships and being able to then in the future provide that assistance. We've seen in Jackson, Mississippi, that outreach and that relationship with the core that the community had during the recent flooding events has led to us being able to provide assistance. And in the future, we're planning and scoping a potential planning assistance to state project to provide them much needed assistance. That relationship building where you might be speaking to a community and at this time, they might not uh, have a need for assistance, but they do know who they can turn to in the future. Also, there are a lot of great projects going on across the country at all of our districts. I have been working to develop a network for our PAS teams to share lessons learned, example projects, any unique situations that they face and how they might have overcome them different resources they've used to do outreach, sharing their modeling expertise, and so on and so forth. So we have developed a MS Teams group for folks to 
jump on, ask their questions, hear from others, share resources, share fact sheets, and just share all their experiences so that we can really leverage what others have done and also be creative going into the future. Thanks, Sharon. This is really an exciting program. It seems like it's very flexible and broad, um, kind of quick hitting, uh, so really good. So I'd encourage all of our listeners, if you're working with sponsors or if the sponsors are listening to, you know, reach out and inquire about the Planning Assistance to States program. So we're nearing our time together. I uh, just wanted to know, Sharon, if there's anything else you want to tell our listeners before we go today. I'd like to tell everybody that this program has a lot of opportunity within it. There's great flexibility and we have been privileged to receive funding under the bipartisan infrastructure law. There is much to be done and there is funding available. So please continue to reach out to your communities and for communities to reach out to your districts. We are ready to assist and we have the funding available to do so. But and thank you so much for the time today. I always enjoy talking about the program. Well, Sharon, thank you for being here and thank you for joining us today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you and people you're interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, be revolutionary. Thanks for joining us for this Inside the Castle podcast. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.